0: The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: In the Western world, we have the highest divorce rates of any country. 60% 60% of men and 50% of women are sleeping with someone other than their spouse. What does this mean? Welcome to Contract for Love with your host, Lori J. You'll learn to look at marriage a whole different way, or even not at all. Now, here is Lori J. Good
2: afternoon. Lori J. here with you on Voice America, talking Contract for Love, a show based on my book. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. I wrote this book because I do believe in long-term loving relationships, only without the marriage ceremony. Contract for Love, a beneficial movement better suited for relationships in the now. And speaking of the now, who is Lori J? Well, I am and have been in the psychic realm doing many different metaphysical modalities, including guiding my clients whether personally, in couples, or in groups, on how to combine our sexuality, spirituality, and the earth plane existence. I have been living, learning, and loving for over 25 years, culminating in my dream come true of talking to you through internet radio. So now let's get to our show. Let me introduce you to our guests I have here Andrew Zapletny and Andrew is a realtor specializing in the Northeast Valley, a life and business coach, and integrative health practitioner. He is also the facilitator of the Greater Phoenix Area Polyamory Meetup Group. Andrew holds a degree in finance with a real estate concentration, amongst many other things. Laura Zapletny Laura is also a real estate agent, life coach, and sought-after LMT and integrative health practitioner. Working with Andrew as agents of HomeSmart, co-owners of Inner Discoveries, Laura holds a double major in finance and management, and both have major accomplishments so please go to the guest page and you can see a complete biography on both of these very talented people okay now let's get to our guests andrew and laura what is polyamory
3: Ah, Jorge, good question. (laughs) (laughs) We we have to completely figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Well, in in short, it's a practice, desire, or acceptance of having more than one intimate relationship at a time with the knowledge and consent of everyone involved. So it's one of those things that uh, could could also be looked at as consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. And that's something which, if we take a look at the definition uh, we can we can go ahead and even apply a general uh, an umbrella term, which is loving many, which is the definition of the word itself. Oh, uh, but there are a lot of other subcategories that can go into that. Uh, so when we talk about relationships today, I think it'll behoove us to look at things from a. Uh, love style, which Mm -hmm. really this is what it defines, and also look at relationship styles, such as when we're talking about, let's say, the common relationship or marriage and that of a spiritual partnership, Mm -hmm. because these sort of things, they they work along a spectrum. Okay, And I think that uh, when we go deeper into that, that'll also help our our listeners understand really how things have progressed for Laura and myself over the years.
2: That's a great thing, because I'd really like to hear about your personal journey on this. It's such an interesting, Uh, concept, and it certainly works with my book, which is Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, Mm -hmm. and uh, it works because we are looking at a married couple who are very much in love, by the way, people, And and yet they have been so honest with each other about the fact that they can feel feelings (laughs) and romantic feelings for other people and they actually discuss this and i have been in the situations where they have discussed it and it's so beautiful to watch to see how they relate to one another in such a loving way but the understanding that they have of what is needed or necessary sometimes in relationships to open your heart to other people and i congratulate you for that i think it's so you know kudos it's so beautiful now i don't know whether or not polyamory is for me or not i have no idea and but there's you know it doesn't matter what is important is that this is an open marriage, and it's fantastic. I love this. So let me uh, let me just ask you because you know, first of all, let me just ask you this, and it's about a lot of people. When you say polyamory, just think that it's a just wild orgy all the time, and that you know. So that's why I wanted to make sure people understood: you are married and in love, but you're opening up your hearts to a very honest concept. So when I ask you, I want, when it comes to bringing new people into your relationship, and especially you, Laura, because I would like to get into a little bit more with you and Andrew about the jealousy issue. But let's answer this first. Well,
3: before you go on to that, yeah. I just want to say, I'm still looking for that orgy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where are they? <laughs>
3: I've yet to come across that.
2: I love that. Yeah. I lo- <laughs>
3: but I'm completely open to it.
2: <laughs> now, see, that's most things most men couldn't say in front of their wives, and without getting slapped right across the head. And but it's a very honest statement. And. There's Laura smiling and just, you know, really cute about, and, so, but this is what I'm trying to get across to our audience about how there's different concepts out there for people to look at. And Laura, can you, can you tell us a little bit about when, uh, when or if you brought a new person into the relationship, how would you react? I mean, well, I know it's not so much a reaction, but how did both of you do this and, you know, make this all very comfortable?
4: Okay, well, first and foremost, we try to see if they're a good fit for where we currently are. So when we look at someone, we're trying to understand what is the purpose of this relationship. Is it uh, a one week, one month? You know, are they trying to be added to our family? And when we look at that, we say, okay, so how can we do this in a loving and caring way so that all parties are not offended? Nice. Mm-hmm. And it starts more as a friendship, kind of the way that all friendships start is like, hi, how are you? Um, you know, this is what I'm about. And how are you? So it starts as a friendship and then it moves from there. And then we all get together and we say, hey, is everybody good with us? And then we move on from there. Wow.
3: And communication is really yep. key mm-hmm. all this. I mean, just what, what, what Laura is saying, and just a. To, to make it uh, very clear and su- succinct for mm-hmm. everybody involved. Mm-hmm. If there's one uh, hallmark of our relationship mm-hmm. from the beginning, it's, it's open communication. And without that, you have nothing. Absolutely. And that's, that's one thing, which we're, when we're discussing this, that honesty, that, that ethical uh, intent, mm-hmm. along with that open communication, is incredibly important. So, we don't have individuals that are feeling slighted in any way which includes us as partners to one another as well as somebody else coming in, which has no idea what we're about.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: to that, there's there's a learning curve associated with that. Yeah, um, But of course, relationships happen in all sorts of different ways. So um, again, the communication is something which I think just universally is something that's applicable. And then any other component that we're, we're addressing uh, within that is dependent on the nature of the relationship, just like Laura's saying, whether it's whether it's something short-term, long-term, what's necessary, what isn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and if I may make a statement about this, because I think also that uh, people may be under some kinds of misunderstandings, and I know I watched um, a lo- some time ago, actually, and so I wasn't a lot, you know. I, I had some idea of what polyamory was because there was something on HBO or Showtime or something. I don't Showtime, yeah. And um, I found it very fascinating. I mean, I I clued into this and I was going, whoa, wow, that's fantastic. This is what I'm talking about, honesty. honesty. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was just beside myself, you know. Right. But then, you know what what I and what I would like for you to address too in some way because I I happen to know that you don't have to be bisexual to be polyamorous
4: Mm-mm. because right.
2: you're a totally um, heterosexual cu- couple. Yep. And so that says to me how there's so many different definitions mm-hmm. in polyamory. Yes.
3: Yeah, okay. I, Yeah, and that, that's something when we're talking about who gets involved in polyamory, it's really across the board. And mm-hmm. there are individuals that live polyamorous uh, love styles mm-hmm. that, um, that you would never guess. You'd never guess it could be your neighbors next door, Could be someone just like mom and dad, you know, (laughs) uh, you know, as well as your kids, whoever the case may be. And the thing is, uh, today, I think the the boundaries that have been synthetically, uh, I guess, uh, created within relationships are being torn down Mm. because people are looking at things with uh, some degree, not just of novelty, Mm -hmm. um, but um, uh, I guess we could also say creativity. Okay. Uh, which is something even in regards to your book, and mm-hmm. that that's one of those things and looking at how that's written, what what the what what the overall approaches that that suggested, it's a creative approach mm-hmm. to whatever dilemma that that one may may actually have. Mm-hmm. And uh, polyamory actually provides a platform for really unlimited creativity, whether it's a short term relationship. A long-term relationship and it, it is a fallacy just mm-hmm. in, in short form sure. where people look at uh, polyamorous relationship and they say, oh, that uh, uh, somebody is afraid of commitment. I would uh, say bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. But yeah, there's, there is there is tremendous. Um, uh a heartfelt uh not uh, how could you say investment mm-hmm. that, that goes into this sort of thing uh, at least for me mm-hmm. because that's that's my that's how i connect mm-hmm. i connect from the heart mm-hmm. I, i'm not an individual that's just sexually motivated okay uh, so as a result of that yeah when we're talking about commitment absolutely because it's i'm looking at how it is that everybody is affected so and, and there is there is a a commitment uh, that one has to go through within oneself. to
2: And something I would like to bring up that I just found so beautiful when we were speaking earlier before the show and Laura said, this is spiritual polyamory. Mm-hmm. And that touched me so, I mean, I still get goosebumps when I say that because that's what relationships are. They're very spiritual, but they're very sexual. Mm-hmm. And that's what through all the years that I've been on the other side of the table from so many couples and people who are in crisis most of the time mm-hmm. in their relationships, it's a sex. There's a sexual base, even though money is considered sometimes the largest mm-hmm. problem in marriage. It's not, not what I've found. It can be the fact that you, you know, mean, you know, have a different. Uh, situation with your money, but it is about sexuality, and it's about a male or a female within the the relationship going, you know, I'm not happy sexually at the moment, because I've changed, right? I've changed, and now all of a sudden, I feel like, you know, I'm really attracted to some men over here, and then if in our current situation, as you can attest to, people start to feel guilty because they're having these thoughts and feelings. And Laura, you're shaking your head, so come on in. Talk to us a little bit about that.
4: Well, what I've noticed is that when you're in a committed relationship for an extended period of time, Is that people may seem to appear to each other to stop trying so really what does that mean you know we kind of lie around in our gym clothes you know we kind of have that extra dessert we no longer make the effort that we did when that person was the most important thing in our existence and so what polyamory allows us to do it is allows us to explore our journey into ourselves about what really makes us attractive to another person you know, is it their eyes? Is it their smile? You know, what is the genuine factor that creates that? And in the typical relationship, that really isn't covered. hmm
2: That's so true. And the honesty about that, the honesty about that, because so many times... Uh, people fall in love with somebody's potential. They're not really in love with what they're seeing at the moment. And so, as you know, in my, and we've talked about this at, you know, when we've had our conversations, you know, if, 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 the, if a man wants large breasts and she doesn't have them, and then gets mad because she won't have an operation. What's wrong? With th- there's something wrong with this picture. You know, and how long is this going to last? Or if a, if, or if, a woman doesn't like the way the man performs in bed or, you know, oral sex or this. And, uh, you know, there's as many men that don't want to give oral sex as women not wanting to. Okay. It's just an amazing situation, but nobody's honest about it.
3: Look, one thing which uh, I just want to interject Sure, that. go ahead. When we are talking about, uh, actually to expound a little bit on what Laura was just mentioning, Sure. Relationships, yeah, I see them very mm-hmm. much as a medicine. Oh, and, and, how cool. And that's, that's the one thing. And looking at what we learn about ourselves and consciousness in general is something which I think um, inevitably mm-hmm. come, comes out from any relationship, which... You know, in, in from from a summary standpoint, if we're looking at what works, mm-hmm. every relationship works.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Okay?
3: Every, because it does what it's supposed to do. It mm. brings about the awareness that it's intended. So if anybody says, "Oh, that love style doesn't work," or that relationship doesn't work, no, it does work. <laughs> it's it's telling you something. Mm-hmm. You, you are working through something right now that you desperately need. To Need to do mm-hmm. uh, so. Uh, that's one thing which I, I just think if we change our minds mm-hmm. and understand that, and that when we have somebody that's accepted within our consciousness, so they've come into our mindset, they're there forever. Yeah. So it's not as though we can ever truly turn our back on a relationship and say that's done with, that's over. I'm going to forget them. No, because they've they've helped define who you are today through that experience of being with them.
2: But well, let me interject this to you, yeah. Andrew. You're a very different man. You've got, you know, you're a beautiful man. You're a very sensitive man, and you are so very open to this kind of thought process. Mm-hmm. Where uh, most of the people that I've come in contact with in my life, and I've come through a lot, you have a totally different point of view.
0: Okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> so and that's a in a and I. I really applaud your point of view, okay. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, but you know sometimes we have to look at in, in we have to look at what's the so-called norm out there. Sure. sure. And, what, and, we, and one of the wonderful things that you, we talk about all the time is relationships are based on choice whether it's polyamorous whether I don't you know whether it's just wide open whatever it is it's choice you are choosing to be with each other every moment of yeah. every day right. and that's why you're together along with the fact that you're honest yeah. you're honest with each other you put it on the table and and believe me folks i have been <laughs> With these beautiful people, long enough to know that when they don't, when they have to put it on the table, they are up till three, four o'clock in the morning working on this.
3: It's true. It's (laughs) just true.
2: It's very true. Very, very tired very quickly. But they do it because their relationship is number one in their life. Even though their careers are extremely important, like all of ours. Their relationship comes first. And that is a choice. That is a choice. And if they weren't, if they didn't have the marriage certificate, it wouldn't matter. These two people, and you correct me if I'm wrong. true. No, it's true. No, yeah, it's okay, true. Yeah. Will and very um, strongly be together because that's who they are. And they're, they're a loving, kind uh, people. However, I just want to remind them. And remind every, not remind them, please excuse me on that one, but remind the people out there, this is based on honesty and being able to communicate, and about sex too, okay, about everything, you know. So I just want to make sure that um, when we are talking about polyamory or any other kind of a situation, that we're basing it on the fact that people are choosing to be together. Yep. And that's what makes yep, it a long term relationship absolutely otherwise it's not long term mm-hmm. it's you know it's it, and that's okay too sure. and we'll you know and we're gonna and a lot of those things we will get to and um but I'm believing that it's time to take a breath and have a few sips of tea and honey and afterwards, then we're going to ask our guests some very interesting questions, one of which is how do you bring someone home and have sex while your mate is in the other room? We're going to be back in a breath and a sip.
0: Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
1: Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic, intuitive reader, and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, "Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract," available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com.
0: Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
1: You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J or her guest, please call toll free 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Lori J at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love.
2: Good afternoon. Lori J here with you on Voice America, talking Contract for Love. A show based on my book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract. I wrote this book because I do believe in long-term loving relationships, only without the marriage ceremony. A contract for love, a beneficial movement, better suited for relationships in the now. And speaking of the now, let me just tell you briefly who I am. I am and have been in the psychic realm doing many different metaphysical modalities. But mostly I've been guiding my clients on Spirituality and sexuality. I've been doing this for over 25 years, folks, even though I'm only 27 years old. (laughs) It's true. It's It's true. true. (laughs) I am only 27. But let me quickly introduce to you my guests. And we have Andrew Sapletni with us. And Andrew is a realtor and specializes in the Northeast Valley. He's also a life and business coach. And he integrative health practitioner. He is the facilitator of the Greater Phoenix Area Polyamory Meetup Group. And Andrew holds a degree in finance with other real estate concentration amongst other things. And Laura Zapeletny is also a real estate agent, life coach, sought-after LMT, and integrative health practitioner. Working with Andrew as agents of Homesmart. Co-owners of Inner Discoveries, Laura holds a double major in finance and management and both have major accomplishments. So please go to the bios and check these people out because they are some very talented folks. So we're going to get back to our question because that question is, you know, I want the answer to that question. And that is, okay, you meet somebody, you're out, you're dancing around, and you're both dancing around, and you're having just a great time, and all of a sudden, you know, I just go, ooh, 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 our Laura's going, ooh, and you decide, okay, maybe we should do something about this. I mean, you know, you you can tell me if you've had this experience or not. If you haven't, you know, I'd love to have you tell me that, too. But if you, let's say somebody, you know, how, and maybe you know this from your other friends who are polyamorous. Okay. if you bring somebody home like that and you just want to have sex because that's fine because that's very open. That's an open marriage. If you want to have sex, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're just honest about it with your partner. Hey, but okay, you brought them home. Now what do you do? What does your partner do?
3: Well, for one, <laughs> we have to communicate our plans and the desired timing. Oh,
1: Around okay. really just,
3: just about <laughs> anything. <laughs> so it's not something that you're necessarily <laughs> showing up with an absolute stranger. and like, <laughs> we're, we're going to go ahead and get it on in the front oh,
2: room. <laughs> oh, oh. Even Aw, though shocks. that that sounds exciting. <laughs> it does sound exciting, but, sweetie. But
3: I, <laughs> but, it, but it's one of those things that for me just isn't part of my reality okay. because again being more relationship oriented yeah. for me I I want to know the person first before any of that sort of thing even happens. Mm-hmm. Now Uh, I'm not saying that uh, I'm completely closed to those sort of ideas. It's just one of those things that doesn't tend to be part of my reality. Okay. Um, But uh, as far as how other individuals do it, um, you know, when it comes to the practice of polyamory, not everybody does things the same way. So this is a very individual thing. Okay. Uh, Some people uh, do have the communication but they tend to do it after the fact <laughs> uh, which really it, that's that's not the, the the main intention around the ethics of the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, just because there there can be uh, some some potential for uh, for the intention of things to get a little bit watered down or confused okay um, if, if, if you're if you're moving that quickly with somebody clearly there isn't an opportunity to let them know of what your lifestyle or love style is all about mm-hmm. uh, and as a result feelings can get hurt Okay. And uh, that's one thing that, for me, that's not acceptable. Uh, I try doing everything I can to mitigate that, uh, but not everybody does.
2: No, they don't, Andrew. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 sweetheart, they don't. and uh, and Laura, what you know and, and I want to hear from you because I know you neither one of you do this because you are very ethical in your relationship. Yeah. And you know that is probably one thing and, and let me get let me just get this out first. Mm-hmm. That is probably one thing a lot of people, if they're starting to hear about this, they go Oh, polyamory, these are just people who want to just go fool around with everybody in the world. Well, no, not exactly. Matter of fact, it's probably, like we stated in the other segment, it's probably the most honest relationship going. So, Laura, what if, though, what if you were out there boogieing out on the floor and some, you know, (laughs) hunk of a wonderful man comes up and decides to, you know, boogie with you? What happens?
4: Wow, I'm on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm not at work. So, um, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I work a lot. <laughs> um, well, let's say if that happens, um, gentlemen do approach me. Um, mm-hmm. And I always try to be honest and up front and let them know my situation. Mm-hmm. And um, men don't seem to have a problem with that. They actually <laughs> like the fact that I have a mate that I am committed to. So they know that, um, whatever it is we're going to embark on, mm-hmm. there is no feeling of attachment that I'm going to try and ask for, you know, something that they're not able to provide. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for me, that actually is a plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, oh, great, you're married. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that it doesn't it work
3: hard. that way in reverse, by the way. It, it, yeah, just, it does. I'm just sadly, making that clear. Sadly,
4: it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, it does work for myself. <laughs> okay. um, but I have not had the opportunity or someone, because normally as soon as I say that, then it's like, Oh my! You're the only person I've ever met. Oh, tell me about you. Let me buy you a drink. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's more of now it starts becoming more of an interview <laughs> <laughs>
3: or a conversation because the novelty for because it people. is yeah. it is
4: an extreme novelty. So they're like, let me understand this. You're not mm-hmm. cheating. So your husband is fully aware that you're out here and talking. And they're wait, wait, wait. They're okay with this. <laughs> so no mm-hmm. one's gonna come after me with a machete or try and. Kill me in my sleep. Oh, wow. Okay. So, wait, how does this work again? (laughs) So, I can have this too. And that is the question. It's like, oh, how can I have this? Yes. Right. Because that's what, you know, we're human
2: beings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, and that again is, uh, you know, a statement that is made in my book uh, that we are human beings. And actually, marriage is unnatural. And because we're not, we're not looking at, who we truly are because you don't need a marriage certificate to be together. Yeah. You just need to have that love and that that feeling that you are going to choose to be to, together. Oh, and, you know? and, and but to you propose. do it moment to moment. Right. It's a moment to moment
3: thing. Sure, and, and to, to clarify that, Laura and I met in 1985. Mm-hmm. Two months after we met, I proposed. Okay, So uh, we, were, we were young bumpkins, <laughs> and, I, and my proposal was will you marry me in five years? <laughs> and the reason that was because we were kids. Sure. And we, we wanted to complete school. There were, there were other benchmarks that we wanted to hit. And afterwards, we're like, okay, that, that'll be a way to kind of celebrate this, this path that we're on. Mm-hmm. And that was for me because I was, you know, this you know, undying romantic, you know. And as time went on and life got busy and things took a turn for whatever they did, uh, five years turned into ten, mm-hmm. and by that time I was uh, on my, my way to taking a, a job that was potentially going to send me overseas and I wouldn't be back anytime soon. And I didn't like that idea. I didn't mm-hmm. like the idea of going alone, and, and if I wasn't married as far as the firm that I was dealing with was concerned, uh, you have, you, this, this individual has no rights to you nor our, um, our benefits.
2: Uh, um, uh, yes. So, so yes. As,
3: as a result of that, um, we decided to, to tie the knot at that point and make that official. Uh, and it was a matter of practicality. We didn't have to do it for any reason that was emotional. It was a matter of legal proceeding, essentially, just so she has rights to my insurance and, and other things. Why? Because I wanted to take care of her. Sure. And there was no other way that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a result of that, uh, I think, you know, for people to understand it, there's a time and place for everything, I right. believe. uh, right. uh w- I, n- I know that the paradigm that you're talking about in terms of marriage is uh, more so the religious context of it, mm-hmm. uh, which it has a, tr- a tremendous impact on the mm-hmm. way that we think in yes. our culture. Yes. Um, but the practicality that that afforded us was actually pretty... Um, how uh, could you say, uh, well? it was, it was practical, that's, that's the point, it was practical and it allowed us to, to do what we needed to for one another, and um, yeah, so that's, and, and, that's my two cents on and, that.
2: yeah, And moving back into that, yeah. and that's one of the reasons I wrote this book, yeah. was because there is no reason when two people love each other mm-hmm. that they need to have this certificate from the state, from the government, right, right. that says... You're married, now you can. Now you can have this person next to you when you're dying in the hospital. You can have this person get your insurance. Why can't you just name that? Like we do, and that's what we're talking about. The contract part of the book is because we should be able to live with these contracts Mm -hmm. and allow ourselves freedoms Mm -hmm. that a marriage, because marriage and religion, with the religious base to it, this, this is the ceremony. This is the... Ritual that is so outdated, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great money maker. And I, but the thing is, is that we can still have contract parties, we can you still sure? go and sure. celebrate, absolutely, we can still go and have the big banquets, whatever you want. Yeah, everybody can wear whatever they want, it doesn't matter. But your contract, you're saying, I'm choosing <laughs> to be with you every moment. From this moment to the next moment. But I can't promise you that I'm going to be with you three, four years down the line. I can't promise you that. And that's being honest. That's where the honesty comes in. And not that. And I know it's a little different for you. It's not like you walked into this going, well, we may walk out on each other in three or four years. That's not what you do, though. You see, that's what is so beautiful about your relationship. Because even though you had to do it for practicality, it Mm -hmm. didn't matter. Mm -hmm. You'd still be able to have an open relationship. It's not an open marriage. Mm -hmm. It's an open relationship Mm -hmm. and a spiritual one. Did you want to talk a little bit about I probably took us totally off the whole line <laughs> of talking that we were in. I get on my soapboxes and I can't help it. Um that's who I am. By the way, if anybody hasn't doesn't know it, I'm Italian. Both sides Italian. Full-blooded Italian here. And I'm an Aries. And if anybody knows Aries and you put Aries and full-blooded Italian together, that's what you get. Okay. So and however, what um I would like to talk to you, you know, Laura, if you want to add to that, because you do, you know, you, the two of you do have the spiritual component to your, your um, relationship. It's an, And so the spirituality, to me, is more important than, um, you know, well, not more important, but it certainly helps bring into your relationship a form of responsibility, the form of responsibility to one another and being able to keep that responsibility you know, um, the knowledge between how you're reacting in your relationship is your responsibility. And I think that's a, you know, it's really right up right in front of your face. And I love that. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. You know, we talk to, we interview people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We interview people and don't, and get, excuse me, and get more information from an interview with a stranger than we do talking to, we won't talk to our loved ones. Generally, you know, if we could just put people through the interview process, look.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> you yeah, know? And, and part of that is the type of illusions that we are taught to draw with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that that's a cultural thing. It's mm-hmm. a thing. Oh, if you want to to, to land this guy, you know, as, as a husband or if you want her as a wife, there's certain things that you have to do, a certain illusion that you have to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that that in itself is a bit of a, of a challenge to being authentic, uh, which I think, I think Laura can, can speak to the, the way that our relationship has moved from something that some could look at, uh, let's just say, from a marriage or, let's say, a common type of relationship structure to really what is more of a spiritual partnership. Mm-hmm. And just, just to make that clear, the dad itself is the relationship and the love style itself is the polyamory or the open relationship moving to spiritual polyamory. So well, I just wanted to clarify that. Well,
2: Andrew, you and I have done a wonderful job of keeping Laura in the conversation without allowing her to speak. You know that. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Laura, Laura,
2: give us some
4: information.
2: Okay. That you, you know, what, what are you feeling, sweetheart? We've been talking about you, and you're sitting right here yes. with us. <laughs>
4: Well, one of the things I wanted to say is that I've given much thought to the question because I actually had someone ask me. Someone said, so if it wasn't for the fact that Andrew was going to be sent overseas, you know, would you still be together? Well, my answer is yes, we would still be together. Because regardless of the title, um, we often don't refer to each other as that title either mm-hmm. because it is, is it a title of, you know, I own this and I don't own anyone, I own myself somewhat, Um, but I don't own another person, and so that's more of a possession. And in my relationships and in, in my own self, I allow people the opportunity to be and express how they want to be and express. So if someone wants to joyously hug someone or give someone a kiss, by all means, please do that. It's authentically you. And one of the things I love about the partnership is it allows that person to be authentically them. So if they are a warm and loving person, then be a warm and loving person. Don't feel like you cannot hug someone or you cannot express, I'm attracted to you for the fear of the other person not being, feeling inadequate, because it's not about being inadequate. It's about on our journey, we have different people that come into our lives and they bring us to the next step. And so sometimes they don't always look the same and that's okay. And just because we may have a primary or secondary or or we may have no one and that's okay because at that time, that's what we need to be in our journey of self-empowerment, self-enlightenment and self-knowledge. Really, who are we? How do our beliefs fit into everything? You know, what does it mean when I say, oh, I'm very upset or I'm jealous or I'm hurt or, you know, own your own feelings. If you are hurt and you are jealous, own them because they're yours and they're being brought to you as a gift. They're being brought to you as a gift so you can understand yourself better. You know, what is it that triggers me? How can I work with that? How can I come to my partner and say, you know, this behavior, I'm feeling this way and truly own it and not make it a blame but actually own that.
2: Oh, honey, that's beautiful. I love that. I mean, you said you said everything so beautifully. And the, um, you know, and to, I actually, you know, I, I don't get lost for words very often. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you just put me at a loss of for, for words because mm-hmm. I'm just sort of choking up here thinking, oh, my gosh, how gorgeous is that? And how can we get this information <clears throat> out to so many more people? And that's one of the reasons. I wanted the two of you on with me if I premiere show, because you are such a beautiful example of what it can be to just love each
0: other. Right.
2: Just love each other, be honest with one another, to be able to communicate all, you know. And now people, um, I just want to tell you a little bit, and and then uh, we will talk more about that too, is everything isn't lollipops and roses here. No. You know, no. it's not always no. lollipops and roses. <laughs> and so, you know, for, for those of us who are going, oh, okay, now we're going to go and I'm going to be happy for, you know. Yeah, you might, yeah, you're going to be happy, but you're going to have to learn how to be an adult. Exactly. And you have to really, really be an exactly. adult. Uh, yeah. So what I would like to say, since I was so beautiful, Laura, is I believe it's time to take a breath mm. and have a few sips of tea and honey. And afterward, I'd like to ask, <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> oh, why wow, are too funny? Okay, I'm going to get you afterwards, after this wonderful sip that you took. How will you feel about, so if, some, if you feel, if someone is inappropriate for your partner, how do you handle that? But we'll be back in a breath and another
0: sip. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
1: Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? you'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at lori.j.com.
0: Are you someone who strives to accelerate your spiritual growth, living authentically? Everyone wishes they had a pipeline to higher wisdom to help them understand their life and manifest a new point of view. Join Holly and Paul Marwood, who will serve as your guides on Soul Genesis. They will share inspired guidance from the High Council of Orion, which can turn your questions into answers and your problems into solutions. Tune into Soul Genesis, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The 7th Wave Channel, on the Voice America Network...
1: You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J or her guest, please call toll free 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Lori J at Lori com. Now, back to Contract for Love.
2: Good afternoon. This is Lori J and welcome back. Um, we have with us Andrew Ziplitni and Laura Ziplitni, and before we, four, we <laughs> yippee, and they, uh, I don't want to put a title on them, but they are my polyamorous couple, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but we, we're here talking about polyamory, and so Laura, if someone is inappropriate, or you feel mm-hmm. somebody is inappropriate for Andrew, well, how would you approach that?
4: I would share with Andrew how I honestly feel. How what is being brought up for me? So, for example, um, someone might say, you know, people who do know me know that children have been on my mind, but I have I have no children. And so, if Andrew enters into a relationship with someone with uh, with children, it then threatens my. Now I have to deal with my issues. Of not wanting children or wanting children Mm -hmm. but one of the things I've come to understand is in order to be a mother I don't actually have to have children I can be a mother to animals I can be a mother to the woman that Andrew brings in his life to that child I don't literally have to have a child myself and so that's one of the beautiful things about polyamory because it was such a difficult thing that was brought to me um, and I really had to deal with my inner demons on that because I've always been too busy and I value work and relationship. So one of the things is it taught me um, instead of being selfish to be selfless, meaning how can I be the best person for this child that's not mine. What is it? What do I want to show? You know, how do I want to be in the world? Because now there's someone looking at more than one person for an example of who they want to be in the world. So it's an amazing responsibility and gift. And at that time, it seemed like such an amazing challenge. But I'm very happy now that I have that ability because now I can speak to that.
2: Wonderful. And that is, you know, so very important because those are the things that we we have to understand because in the fact that one of the first questions I'm always asked is, okay, we, you know, no marriage. Well, what, you know, how does that help the children? What, you know? Well come on. Half the children right now are living in divorced marriages, if not more. I mean that number I think mm-hmm. that number fifty percent isn't even mm-hmm. r- correct anymore. But um, so but what you just said, Laura, was so beautiful. How many people have that knowledge that or, or the um, what's oh, the opportunity of, thank you the opportunity to be able to share um, you know th- those kinds of feelings that you have, and the learning experience from it also is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely, you know, and that and and but to, she was so honest. You know, yeah. I don't want to talk about you like you're not here, but you were so <laughs> honest. You mm-hmm. know, and I, I, I know I throw that word out a lot, but you know, speaking the truth sometimes is different than being honest because truth. Everybody has their own truth. What is truth for you? Doesn't always happen to be what is truth for another. However, Mm -hmm. if you are honest with yourself and you're bringing up those, you know, what's going on within you, then that honesty needs to be placed in front of the other person and say, okay, this is how I feel about things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but so many times people just, you know, close. When you do that, they close up because Mm -hmm. they're not used to that. They're used to being judged, and this is such a non-judgmental relationship. Yeah. Okay, it's beautiful. It's something that we, we really need to learn in a society. I mean, not, we, people do not have to take the title polyamorous, but they certainly should be looking at removing themselves from the guilt and from the hardship that comes with being in marriages that are not working.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And so this is what I'd like to ask you both. Um, sometimes... Because, you know, it works on a different side from female and male, and, and we talked about that a little bit earlier, Laura. Do you ever feel that um, somebody wanting to come into your relationship may be intimidated by the other
4: person? I can see that, how that would be the case. Um, however, what we try to do is create an environment where we talk about, you know, what is it that we want? What is our intention? And now how do we bring this person in? You know, how does one do that? Because also in a a spiritual polyamory relationship, um, you know, I am not bisexual. Um, So if they want to have an experience with Andrew, then they would have that experience with Andrew. And then they would be, for example, a sister or a friend to me.
2: Thank you for saying that, because I think that is uh, some confusion on many people's parts about when you have an open marriage or things like that, that if you did want, that you have to bring the other person into the sexual part of it and you do not.
3: Right. You know, right. that's just personal choice here. Absolutely. And it depends on, on what, what one has as their proclivity in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of, of indiv- individuals feeling uh, intimidated, I think many times they do because they're not just dealing with one person. Mm-hmm. And just like we were discussing before the break, that. In our culture, we're taught that we have to put up this illusion mm-hmm. uh, that this is the kind of person I am. And then when that marriage takes place, now, all, you know, all, <laughs> all the masks are off and you start showing your true colors, which can be very scary mm-hmm. and, uh, and actually compromise the integrity of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, when you have two people, both people are really watching yeah uh, and, and likewise and this is true I mm-hmm. mean any two are watching the one and, and, okay. and so it's, gotcha. it's not just okay. us watching anybody it's, it could be me and myself uh, excuse me uh, I and, <laughs> and another individual that are for example observing something Laura's going through uh, or uh, again you know, th- them watching what I'm going through and mm-hmm. calling me out on my bullshit yeah. Uh, yeah you know, so these sort of things can be very scary uh, sure. especially if you want to pull the wool over somebody's eyes it's like oh I'll, I'll just pretend as though it's all casual but really what I want to do is, is snatch him away from her in, Ex- or, in order oh, for me to, yes. to, to have him all to myself. Excellent point. And we've seen this happen a lot of times. Oh, wow. And it's, and it's um, that's that's where the ethical part comes in, mm-hmm. you know, being really honest as to what the intentions are. And that way, everybody understands where we're at, where, we're, where they're at also. And I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, things change from moment to moment, too, mm-hmm. because For people that don't understand what we do, the Mm -hmm. the way that we show up in the world, it's a learning experience. Yeah. And I completely understand when people get a little bit freaked out by that because they don't know what to do with it.
2: Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things that uh, we've talked about, the three of us, Mm -hmm. and the fact that... You know, if you want a monogamous relationship, you can still have that, but still have the other partner with you. Very good point. And and that gets, you know, a little lost in this, you know, in some of the thought process yeah. about what this could be.
4: Yeah, just just to
3: clarify that whole mm-hmm. thing, when people say, oh, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, but I'm
2: having an affair. <laughs> right, exactly, right? Right.
3: But so, so the point that, I, that I'm saying, if, if I'm saying, well, I'm a polyamorous individual, and somebody's lo- listening in or responding to me and like, oh, I don't do that, that's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, uh, if, in fact, there is an attraction and there's something that's, that we have to explore... We can have that relationship. You don't need to have a polyamorous one mm-hmm. because, for one, you're probably not going to have one with Laura <laughs> because she doesn't go that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the thing is, you're going to have a really good friend in her and, sh- and she could clue you in on the background stuff that's going on in my head if, if it seems like I'm going off the deep end. Uh, but at the same token, I can remain as my polyamorous self. Doesn't mean that I have all sorts of individuals in my life. Uh, but the reality is that this individual doesn't have to worry about, it. even Laura. More so than not, she functions as, as a monogamous individual because she hasn't found anybody that really is pulling at her heartstrings the way that, that she would expect it to be. So, you know, so we have to get past all these definitions and recognize that exactly. they can work together.
2: Because I found that um, you, the two of you, have been uh, actually more, I don't know, how to put it, more monogamous than many people I know.
3: <laughs> true true I mean you know because you know
2: most people would probably come out and think oh my gosh polyamorous. so well, that means woo and and I know, like Andrew said, well, where is where is the orgy? But you know, and, that, <laughs> and that's really not it. It's it is being who you truly want to be in a relationship without. And if we took the title away, polyamorous, you would just be who you are, like this. Exactly. Uh, there's no, you know, it's not because of the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the thing is, is that one of the things I would love to see stopped in our society uh, is the hurt feelings because men or women are not being honest with their spouse. I mean, they go around and they'll, and they say, well, um, I, I'm, you know, they have an affair and the, you know, and it's like, well, I can't tell my spouse that I don't really, you know, that I'm not getting enough sex or I'm not, you know, I don't love her anymore or or I don't love him anymore, that kind of thing. And I don't want to do this anymore, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And yet, they'll go and have an affair. And it's like, well, what do you think that's going to do to the other person? When they, would it not be more honest to sit down and say, you know, I'm going to leave this relationship if we can't work out this, you know, and have communication about either a sexual or financial or career situation? And so if we do that, then we are, oh, I feel miles ahead then from... What we're doing right now, Absolutely. because the divorce rate is just ridiculous. And I know, you know, in when I was researching the book, it was like sixty to eighty percent of the people having affairs. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it could be now because it was back in twenty twelve, and this is you know twenty going on to twenty fifteen. Right. And there's so much you know out there in society, in you know commercial TV and and so many things that are pointing to well, go out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with that. I agree. Go out and have a good time, but be honest about it. <laughs> right, absolutely. Be honest exactly.
3: about it for sure.
2: Because I know, in in this kind of a situation, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you two, uh, you're. You, the one thing you really don't ever want to do is hurt the other one. Right. And that's Correct. why you bring that honesty in there. Oh, and and, God, and I with, love tact,
3: that. with tact. With I, tact. With tact, mean, yeah. I think that's one, one thing that, that so many people are proud of being so darn honest that they'll rip somebody a new one No, 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 yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, thank you for
3: <laughs> bringing yeah. that up but That t- is t- so t- true. T- tact is a really important <laughs> thing. <laughs> yes. Yes, so you don't
2: come through the door one night and go, you know what?
3: <laughs> and I, th- I think that, that that's part of that compassionate nature (laughs) in our spiritual polyamorous uh, sort of um, framework (laughs) (laughs) that that I think really needs to be (laughs) highlighted.
4: (laughs) Exactly. Compassion, kindness. And understanding how if you were hearing what you were saying, how would you interpret it? Mm -hmm. Are you being mean about it? Are you being passive aggressive or just plain out aggressive? If you are, take a break and understand that now it went from a beautiful conversation to now going into an argument. And so is that really what you want? Because if you want that, then go there. But understand that it doesn't help the relationship. It only hurts it and it creates anger resentment and bitterness so now where that person might have been willing to work with you may not Mm -hmm.
2: And Laura, would you, I I noticed uh, you have a couple of books with you. Did you want to recommend those besides my book, of course? Um,
4: Besides Lori J's Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, which I would (laughs) have (laughs) done and still may do. Um, I would also like to recommend the book Spiritual Polyamory by Mystic Life. This book has really helped me. I cannot say, it's like this man was here (laughs) many, many years ago. Um, And now we've actually evolved in to a spiritual partnership and so i'd like to talk about gary zukoff's spiritual partnership the journey to authentic power um that book has really it's, it's as if these people have been in our lives and just listening and taking notes it's, it's very interesting i know andrew has some books that um, he would like to share as well
3: yeah i would say in addition to those which i think are, are really pivotal uh, i would suggest uh, for viewers or excuse me for listeners to uh uh, to Consider Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan and Chisilda Jetta, uh, Mating in Captivity, uh, Unlocking Erotic Intelligence by Esther Peril, and The Ethical Slut, uh, which uh, I, I honestly think that I, would, I would do that one last, even though yes. that sounds interesting, but it's by D- Dossie Easton and Janet Hardy. Um, I would actually I would read them in that order, yes. uh, which, which would definitely open up one's mind in a very constructive way. Uh, so, you know, love freely, uh, love openly, uh, but by all means, please be honest with everybody involved and be honest yourself. Yeah, that's
2: that's what polyamory, well, that's what your relationship, I'm not going to yeah. put it on polyamory. Right. That's your relationship. Absolutely. And your relationship is a phenomenal relationship and you are two of the kindest people I've ever met. Um, so, kudos to that too for okay. you. Thank you. Uh,
3: thank
2: you for having us. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yes, you're, oh gosh, it was my honor. And my gosh, the hour went so fast. It but did. if anybody does, um, Andrew does have the, he does uh, the polyamory meetup group. You can go up to uh, the meetup page meetup.com, yeah. meetup.com and you will see that. if you would like to be a part of that, um, just sign on the way you can. Also, um, don't remember? Uh, don't forget. I've got two wonderful people. here, spiritual people, very spiritual, and they are, they have their own business, which is yes. Home Smart, as a part of Home Smart. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. They are realtors, and they are in the Northeast no, Valley. No, so, and they have so many other things. Please go look them up. They're just wonderful, and so. Uh, this coming to an end. I'm so sad because I want to keep talking. Um, after I'm Italian, I'm Ares. Okay, people, <laughs> I just want to tell everybody I love you. And make sure that you have lots of deep, deep breaths and sips of honey and tea. But most importantly, just always remember that we are all the perfect, imperfect piece of the perfect puzzle. I love you. Bye now.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Contract for Love. Be sure to join Lori J. next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll talk more next week.